Hello and welcome back to the Athletes Agency International Podcast. This week we have a very special guest and someone who completely well, I was I was fascinated by um, a triathlete from Australia, Sammy Whitting. She attends the University of South Dakota. She's the first Australian to go and compete in the NCAA as a triathlete. And she has gone on to do many great things representing Australia in the Youth Olympics uh, and many other uh, events. Um, I was really intrigued about, you know, what kind of mindset a triathlete has to have. You have to be a special kind of person to go on and do such a grueling thing. And Sammy gave, gave you know, a little bit of insight of what it takes to do that. So without further ado, um, we'll just get on to the conversation and enjoy. Hi. Hi. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and get started. Um, Sammy, thank you for coming on today at the, for the Athletes Agency International Podcast. Uh, I'm really excited to speak with you. Uh, you're a triathlon uh, athlete at University of South Dakota. So I have lots of questions for you. And, you know, again, thank you for taking the time out of your day. Yeah, of course. Awesome. Well, we'll go ahead and just get started. Um, first off, could you just kind of give a brief background about yourself? You know, where you're from, when did you start uh, and when did you start, you know, doing triathlons and how did you get started? And just kind of a little bit of everything before college, a little brief background for us. Um. Yeah, so I'm from Brisbane. I started competing in triathlons when I was about six, kind of just in the local races around me, which is called the Gatorade series. And then I guess I kind of fell in love with it from there. So I then joined a local club when I was about 10 and I've kind of been doing it ever since. Six, you started running. Well, all right. So give you know, cause I'm, I'm new to triathlon a little bit. Um, I yep. did a little bit of my own research, you know, there's four types of triathlons, right? A sprint, Olympic, uh, Ironman, and then an Ironman, correct? Yep. Okay. That's it. And then you, you're, you're, uh, you're probably doing the standard one, the Olympic one, right? Um, so typically for my age, we do the sprint ones, okay. which is the shorter version. But if you go up in the ranks, I guess, and you're doing more of the elite stuff, that's when you start to do the standard type of ones. Okay. I'm just going to kind of go over the distance a little bit for, for those that who yep. might not know, and you can correct me if, if I'm wrong, but uh, yep. you're pretty much looking at a half mile swim, uh, a 12 and a half mm -hmm. mile bike ride, and a th pretty much a, a three mile run. Uh, I mean, yep. that, I mean, some people train a whole year for one triathlon and you're doing multiple in a year I'm, I'm super fascinated to dive a little deeper into you know your training habits your recovery habits diet all those things we'll yeah on that a little bit but i mean amazing amazing so you you start at, you. you start at six how do you how do you get a six-year-old into triathlon what you know what what are obviously <laughs> you are they they're not doing a sprint triathlon they're doing something a little bit less correct or what, what what's the oh, situation no, there so Basically, um, I guess I was always, always loved running and swimming because both my parents did those when they were younger. So I kind of got into that when I was little. And then so these local series races, they have a little subsection called the Cool Kids, which I think from memory, it was about a 100 meter swim, 10 or so K bike and then a 1.5 K run. So I guess I was kind of always just doing those shorter distances when I was young and then joined the club and started going up in the distances from there yeah awesome no that's amazing and you i mean you you did amazing things even before college uh i mean you went on to you took the gold at the australian youth olympics back in 2014 yep. uh you were competing in like a what was it under 14 division um that's amazing uh, yes thank you yeah tell me a little bit about being uh, an environment such as that. I mean, that's, that's a big stage to be at, at such a young age. Yeah, it definitely was. But, um, I guess that's something I've always, always like aspired to do. I've always wanted to be up there and push myself to be my best, I guess. And I was training with a great group of people. Like one of the guys on my team made the 
Israel Olympic team. So I had a lot of great mentors and people to follow at that age, which definitely helped. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely speak a little bit about uh, people who might have helped you because, I mean, obviously in, in all sports, uh, a men the mental aspect is huge, but I mean, yeah, when you, sure. I can't imagine, you know, what's going through your mind as you're running a triathlon. I mean, um, <laughs> I tell you what, if I run six miles and then I got to go, you know, hop in the, hop in the water and sweat, you know, whatever, you know, <laughs> it, I, I, I wouldn't be too happy about it. So I'm really fascinated to hear about how you, you dig deep and you kind of get through to push to the finish line. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yeah. that? Um, I guess, well, for me personally, I'm, I guess I'm kind of a bit odd like that. I've always liked the idea of doing something that's longer and a bit out of my comfort zone. And I guess that's kind of why I love triathlon so much is because you kind of get the win of having three sports in one go. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I've always loved the endurance aspect of the sport and yeah, just being able to push myself to the limit, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, you know, it's three events, obviously. What, you know, as a triathlon athlete, do you have a weaker event? And if so, what do you, what do, you do to work? Do you work on those weaknesses or are you mainly just kind of making your strengths stand out? Um, I guess my weaknesses kind of switch around depending on how I'm going within a season or if I'm injured or whatever. But I guess at one stage it was running, then it was swimming, then it was biking. So it kind of changes around. But I think dependent on where the weakness is um, depends on how you're going to focus in the sport. So I'd say, I guess like the swim definitely determines where you are in a race for sure, because that puts you in the front pack or the next pack or whatever. But then again, you also want your running fitness to be there to be able to pull through in the end. So I guess it's kind of just where you want to work on and what you want to make of your strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. Awesome. Really cool. And, uh, I mean, before you even went off to college, you continue to do more. You, I saw somewhere that you were ranked sixth among Oceania competitors born in 2000 or later. And I mean, yep. I mean, wow. Uh, I mean, there's, it, 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 I was watching videos of triathlons yesterday, pretty much all day long. And I mean, it, it really, it's chaotic. It's, it's chaotic. There's so many of yes, you out there is. and you know, you're all going into the water, you're all biking, you're all running. And I mean, it's, you're competing against a lot of people. So to come out and, you know, be ranked among the you know, all of Oceania for people born 2000 later, that's amazing. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Really, really awesome stuff, Sammy. Uh, really cool. So, you know, Continuing on and, you know, you start at six, which is already crazy to me. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> what, what made you, what, what turned your head towards an opportunity towards going to the States? Um, so I actually made my decision really late. So I'd finished high school and then I was actually taking a gap year and had planned on just going to university in Queensland. Mm -hmm. um, but then I guess with triathlon, how you have to put a lot of time into the sport if you want to be any good at it, I guess. But um, academics was always um, a big part for me as well. And I guess if you want to be good in triathlon at home, you kind of had to put uni on the back burner for the time being, which is not exactly what I wanted. So I guess with college over there, you can have the best of both worlds, being able to balance sporting life and academic life at the same time, which was a big thing for me. So that's kind of what changed my mind and made me go for that. Yeah, nice. And I, I mean, I saw in your freshman year, not only did you, uh, you know, you placed ninth at the USA Triathlon National Championship, but you also competed for Team Australia in the uh, ITU World Triathlon Grand Final. And yeah, so you can, I mean, to be able to do both of those things and, I mean, you're going on and you're competing at the highest stage at the collegiate level, but then you're also going on and doing it at the highest stage in the world. Uh, that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Um, moving forward, you know, tell us what, what maybe sold you on South Dakota. Um, you know, for those that don't know, the triathlon event in the NCAA is still relatively new. Um, I believe if I, yeah, you can fair. correct me wrong, but I think it got, uh, it was started in the NCAA, maybe around 2014. 
Yep. So what, what sold you on South Dakota? Um, so I was speaking to a few different schools at the stage, but, and I'd had like cool calls between different coaches. And I guess the initial thing that attracted me to the school was my connection with the coach. He just seemed to click the best with me. And I thought that was probably one of the bigger factors. And they also had a degree that I wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, a few of the other schools didn't offer that. So that was also another big thing for me. And then also, yeah, considering it was a very new sport and it was the first year of my school, University Correct. of South Dakota, having a triathlon team. So it was a big move, but they had just recruited two new girls, one from just outside of Chicago and one from Canada. And I'd heard great things about them. So I guess that's kind of what pushed me to go there. Nice. And tell me a little bit more about uh, it was South Dakota's inaugural season uh, in the NCAA. You guys go on and you finish runner-up in the national championship. Tell me about stepping into a program like that. Um, yeah, so it was it was a big move, I guess, because it was new. And um, yeah, so triathlon only runs in the fall, I guess, mm -hmm. given the temperature and everything. Swimming outdoors, you don't really want to be swimming in a frozen lake. I wouldn't think so, no. Um, but yeah, it was it was very new and we were all kind of working out things together. There was only um, five girls on our team the first year. So and I think, yeah, two of them had never done a triathlon before in their life. So oh, wow. I guess it was a bit of a learning experience for them. But um, yeah, we had a great team. Like our team worked really well together and we knew what we wanted to achieve and we I guess all pushed each other to our goals and yeah, got the second place at NCAA nationals, which was really cool. Amazing. Amazing. Um, and really, really curious about is, I mean, obviously you go into uni, it's, it's new. You got to juggle, you know, the life of a student, but also as an athlete all in one place, how was your training regiment different from, you know, your life in Australia to when you came to uni? Um, I guess, like, I didn't find it terribly dissimilar to what it was when I was in high school because, you know, typically at university there, I wake up, go to training at 6 a.m., then I've got maybe three or so classes throughout the day and studying in between and then have practice again at maybe 4 or 5 p.m., which is, I guess, kind of similar to high school for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, that, that's good then. So it seemed like it was not too much of a, a change for you and yeah, so, yeah. something I'm, I really need to know more about I mean I, I'm a soccer player myself and you know yeah. I, I have my own training regiment and my own things that you know I find hard but I look at a triathlon I, I find it so daunting but also fascinating what are your recovery methods I mean I noticed from your schedule uh, at South Dakota you guys would at least have uh, a week in between events, sometimes more. Tell, talk, yes. talk, talk me through, you know, you finish one triathlon, you're obviously exhausted, and then you go on and you have to <laughs> immediately focus on turning. Yeah, for sure. I guess it's, it's also very dependent on the individual athlete itself. But I know for me, like after a race, you take the next day or two, pretty easy and then I guess you kind of just go back to your normal training regime you gotta fire the muscles back up again make sure everything's still going and then we kind of drop the tapering off maybe only about two or three days before the next race I find that triathlon is kind of the sport you don't actually want to taper too much or it kind of isn't quite as good for you I guess but mm -hmm. yeah so we're pretty much always going throughout the fall semester Right. It's definitely something that I see. It's probably very much so a rhythm thing. You know, if you if you yeah, stay sure. in the rhythm of having to run that much and having to swim that much and bike, you know, it, uh, obviously just like anything, the more you do it, it's going to get your, you'll just yeah, exactly. get used to it. But tell me about maybe, and it could be at South Dakota and before, um, you know, you, you do three events in one. How do you balance training those three events uh are there some weeks that you know you maybe are 
focusing more so on one or are you is it kind of typically balanced um i'd say it's it's fairly typically balanced but i i'd say maybe you have to put a bit more time into biking so typically we try and do two or all three sports each day like we'll either go for a swim in the morning for about two hours and then do a two-hour session in the afternoon that's one hour bike one hour run and yeah we kind of just try to switch it up just to make sure that you're kind of not using the same muscles all the time to try and prevent injury right but yeah we've also got those like gym sessions strength and conditioning and recovery and all of that to make sure that everything's all good in those aspects oh man it sounds like a lot i mean you gotta wake up <laughs> you're, you're going for a swim for an hour or two and then you gotta go do an hour of running and bike and and then you gotta stay awake in class it's uh it's amazing uh how do you how do you keep all that energy i guess well doing all of that definitely keeps me awake i do have my moments where i'm like a bit less focused in class to be honest mm -hmm. but <laughs> Yeah, the training definitely keeps me on top of my game. I actually find that when I've got the strict regime and schedule that I find it easier to keep on top of everything because I know what I have to do and when I have to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the structure, I mean, obviously you probably had structure before you went to South Dakota, but the structure of being a student athlete really kind of keeps you, it keeps you on it. You know, uh, it keeps you, yeah, it, it, it keeps does. you honest and also it keeps you working and, uh, yeah, things that might seem daunting, uh, maybe aren't. So, you know, you, you're able to do them. Um, yeah. Tell me about, you know, uh, for usually, usually for, uh, programs or, uh, sports, there's like a fitness test when you first arrive. Is there a fitness test for you guys? And what is it? Um, I'd say our typical one, we have a session that's 3100s in the pool. And basically, you just got to go for best average for all those 100s. And I guess our goal is to do the best in that and see if we can improve by the end of the semester or the year. Wow. Uh, 3100s. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, wow. Super fascinating. So uh, you've been running triathlons all your life in Australia. And then mm -hmm. you're stepping foot in South Dakota. What were your yeah. <laughs> what were your initial you know adjustments, your challenges, and everything? Um, I'd say biggest challenge, I guess, complete change of scenery. I'm from Brisbane, which is a pretty big city, and then going to South Dakota, my town Vermilion, is probably without the student population is probably only about 10,000 people. So mm -hmm. that was a massive shock. It was a lot smaller. Right. Um, I guess moving away from family is also another big thing that you have to get used to. And then also the weather, of course. Yeah. Brisbane's a nice, hot, sunny place. And then South Dakota for Pretty half cold. the year, it's very, very cold. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, um, yeah, I mean, those are big adjustments, especially if you're, you know, you're, you're doing all those three events and you're going from something yeah. like Brisbane and then you're naturally going to have to go into the cold. Uh, yeah. You know, how did you how did you really adjust to that? Was it just something gradually over time or, um, you know, what, what, were, what were your methods there? Um, I'd say, yeah, it was definitely gradually adjusting over time, but um i've been lucky enough to race in a lot of different environments like europe new zealand which is they're all very different so i guess i've been lucky in that aspect to get kind of used to it but yeah there's things that change like we can't always be biking outside given there's snow and ice on the ground and right. you're running out in the snow and cold really cold winds and everything but mm. yeah it's kind of just getting used to it and how you got to layer up and all of that i guess yeah yeah um i mean especially for this sport you know like you said with the weather you definitely the need for the right type of facilities is is a necessity can you tell us a little yeah, bit about the sure. facilities at south dakota um so the facilities were another big thing as to why i chose that school i guess um so we've got both an indoor and outdoor track so the indoors a massive thing i guess for when it's really cold outside you always have that to go to mm -hmm. um we've got 
our big strength and conditioning center that, you know, all the coaches there are working with the teams individually. Um, and the athletic training rooms as well. Each team has a specific coach to work with, um, team to work with, I mean. Um, we've also got um, an underwater treadmill, which was a big thing because I tend to get injured pretty easily when I run. So I guess when I feel like I'm heading in that direction, I've always got that to go to. It relieves the stress and all mm -hmm. of that. And mm -hmm. yeah. No, that's, uh, that's a really good point. I know because when you go from biking to running, um, and I know for at least for me, for soccer, when I go from training uh, maybe indoors to outdoors, your knees, your, you know, your maybe shin splints, all those things, those all come up yeah, and sure. uh, it's very daunting. But this is something that you're just, you know, you have to deal with. Uh, yeah. And so being able to have those, those kind of facilities definitely uh, will enhance your performance and, you know, make life a little bit easier for you. Yeah, um, for sure. Can you, can you, I know you got, I know it sounds like you just got that natural energy in you and everything, but can you tell me a little bit more about maybe your, your diet as a triathlete and a little bit more also about your recovery? Um, so I'd say diet wise, like you've got to stay, I guess, especially for female triathletes, a lot of pounding on the legs. You've always got to keep your eye on uptake pretty high um so I guess always making sure you're on keeping the protein coming in but then and also calves because it's such an endurance sport um right. we're really lucky that we've got a little snack athlete snack corner in our gym so we can kind of after training you've always got that short window where you need to eat within half an hour of training so we can kind of go there before or after, grab breakfast, go straight to class kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and we've also got the dining halls and everything, which are really well catered for the athletes, which is awesome. Um, and in terms of recovery, so we've got the athletic training room where you can kind of just go in, ask for help. They'll give you a massage or whatever you need. They've got um, all the rollers and stretch bands kind of thing so you can kind of just go in there get whatever you want done yeah awesome awesome and um I, like you said you kind of you you are always just kind of up for it a little bit but do you maybe have a little bit of a maybe some mental exercises that help improve your mental strength um for sure like i guess being around a good team is a major factor for me um knowing like that you can feel free to communicate what you're feeling with your team and your coach is a massive help for sure. Um, I'd say mentally preparing yourself for each session, each race is a big thing um, mm -hmm. so that you're always going in ready. Um, and there's, I think also just not being too hard on yourself. It, it's a big sport. Things are going to happen, but you can always come back from it and just, I guess, being, determined and persistent and knowing what you want to achieve is a big thing. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Really cool. Um, and you know, when you guys are on the road, tell us a little bit about, uh, how you guys are traveling, what things do they bring for your recovery? And, uh, are you guys bringing game readies or, uh, uh, what are those, uh, the pressure, you know, the, the things that have the pressure for your legs, uh, what, what things do they bring on board for you guys? Um, so typically for us, all our races are fairly local apart from our nationals race, which is in Arizona. So we typically just drive in a van for a few hours to the location, um, stay overnight, race the next day. It's a pretty short trip, but we've got all the food we need. We typically, I guess, um, go shopping the night before we travel. We all get what we need that's right for each individual athlete um we're mm -hmm. all there to help each other i guess like my team is awesome we all help each other achieve our goals um i guess since we're there for such a short period of time it's kind of just you race and then leave but i guess when we get back it's making sure that you're doing the right thing and recovering so that you're ready to go for the next time definitely definitely um you know 
being it, I mean being a student athlete in general is a very busy schedule uh yeah. and I can't I mean it seems to be honest it sounds like being a triathlon student athlete is even more busy <laughs> um and then on top of that I see you're a medical biology major I mean yeah. that and that's yeah. not an easy that's not an easy major for those that you know don't know uh, you know a lot of lab <laughs> classes and yes. a, you obviously need to be sharp mentally uh tell us about you know what makes you what made you want to pursue a uh, medical biology major and also you know what are maybe some of your aspirations with that um yeah so i guess the major thing that pushed me towards that degree is just i've always been a moving person i want to go into something that you're always going to be moving um i love helping people um so that was a major factor in that and i guess as weird as it sounds all the cutting open of stuff has never bo like never bothered me so i've always kind of been interested in that so i guess for right now i'm halfway through my time at usd so i've got two more years left and then right. i guess after that i'm for now planning to come home and hopefully continue my studies and in terms of what I'm going to do, I'm not entirely sure, but I'm kind of leaning towards the physician's assistant pathway kind of thing. Yeah. Gotcha. No, really cool. And um, also, can you kind of give the listeners about maybe a day, to, like a, a weekly schedule or what's your typical day with class and training uh, from the moment you wake up to, you know, time to go to bed for the next day? Yeah, so typically a day for me, I'd say wake up about 5.20, have breakfast, go to the first session in the morning, which typically starts at about 6, goes for about two hours, and then normally head straight to class, have about two or three classes throughout the day, and then I guess in between those, I'm in the study hall studying or going having lunch in the dining hall. Um, Mm -hmm. After that, about 4 or 5 p.m., we'll have our second session of the day, which again is about two or three hours. And then again, go to the dining hall for dinner um, and then either go to the study hall and then be in bed after that. And then I guess we you've got to have the one day off the NCAA rules, which right. is typically uh, Saturday or Sunday for us. But um yeah, I guess on those days, you just have the freedom to hang out with all your friends or attend any of the other um, university events and, I guess, support all your other student athletes, which is really cool. Yeah, uh, South Dakota, for those that don't know, is actually, it's quite a big, quite a big university. So um, yeah. the sporting events are, I, I imagine, are really fun to attend. Yeah. Um, you know, was that something really eye-opening for you? Yeah, it was. Like, I guess I've always been a big sports person. I've I've been doing basketball, netball, track and field, all of that kind of thing since I was young. So I've always loved going and watching things like that. So it's really cool just having that in your backyard and just being able to see all of that. And I guess, yeah, just supporting all of your friends and teammates. It's really cool. Awesome. Yeah. No, yeah, it is really cool. It's something, uh, you know, you're kind of all there for a common goal. Uh, yeah, exactly. Or, you know, you know. Uh, a, the same kind of purpose and it's to represent the school that you attend. Yeah. Uh, it's awesome. Um, tell us a little bit about your coaching staff and, um, you know, things that they do to keep your, you know, you guys on track and mentally ready for, you know, all your events. Um, yeah. So I've got my main coach, which is Kyle Joplin. He's the one that I guess makes the training schedule plans, every training session kind of thing. Um, then we have our assistant coach, Jen, who I guess helps with all the paperwork and scheduling of what we're going to do with races, how the how all that's planning out. Um, we have our strength and conditioning coach, Cleet. And so he's been assigned to us specifically. So he makes our strength and conditioning program specifically for triathlon, which is really helpful to make sure that we're I guess, using the correct muscles and engaging the right muscles and all of that. Um, mm -hmm. Then we have our athletic trainer, Bruce, who 
I guess if you ever have any health issues or little niggles or injuries, you can always go to him and he'll be there to help out. Awesome. Now, I want to I dig a little deeper into maybe your strength and conditioning kind of programs. Obviously, uh, with such an endurance event, a lot of your exercises have to be about, I mean, I would assume muscle endurance. Yeah. So, um, you know, what kind of, what kind of exercises are you guys doing in the weight room? Um, I'd say typically for us, it's a lot of glute strength, hamstring strength and shoulder strength. Cause, um, mm -hmm. yeah, for sure. You don't want your legs to be giving in or anything. So I'd say typically we do a lot of front squats, RDLs, and then just deadlifts maybe, and then stuff on the rack, just um, like maybe wires and teeth with cables and stuff to get your arms strong for pulling the water in the, um, in the pool. Yeah. Yeah. No, very interesting. Very interesting. Um, you know, <laughs> again, it, it's, it's such a daunting thing. Are you ever like halfway through and you just feel like, man, I can't do it. Oh, there's, of course, there's <laughs> definitely moments like that, but yeah, you've you've definitely got to be mentally tough to be able to push through the whole thing. But yeah, the crazy thing in me, it's, I guess, also why I love it, just <laughs> crazy person, just want to do that whole thing. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and you mentioned that, uh, and I kind of find this a lot with um, you know athletes, maybe who are cross country runners or something. But yeah, you mentioned that your your family are they're also you know, runners and, and stuff like that, right? Yep. So my dad used to be a runner and mom used to be a big swimmer. Yeah. Awesome. Now, and, um, and do you have any siblings that also do triathlons or running? Um, so I've got three siblings. My sister was big into water polo. My brother did triathlon for maybe two or three years, but he's now just into running. And then my youngest brother is a big swimmer as well. Okay, so you guys are all kind of on the similar path. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you guys are pushing each other. Push. Um, tell us a little bit about, obviously, you know, COVID-19 came in the season a little mm -hmm. little early for you. Um, you know, what things were, was your program doing to keep you fit, you know, when you guys had to go back early? And also your typical summer program when you, everyone's home. Uh, what, what's your program look like? Um, so, yeah, obviously I had to come home a little bit sooner than expected, which changed things up a bit. Um, typically for me, I would go to the Gold Coast, which is where my main coach is located, which is so, yeah, that's where I went last year for the summer break and spent the whole time there training with that group. But I made the decision to stay at home in Brisbane this summer holidays just to be with family a bit more. So I guess especially with COVID-19, I've had to be a lot more independent with my training and stuff. So it's definitely helped having my parents at home pushing me to do all that. Um, I've had to do a lot of the swimming just in the backyard pool tethered to a band, which is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, now that the rules are, I guess, easing off a little bit, I've been able to get into the local pool with um, my old squad a bit and go out for some rides with friends and just, I guess, running around with dad or my brothers. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Really good. Uh, yeah. And, you know, you, like you said, you're halfway through your time at South Dakota. Mm -hmm. I know, I know the next two years is, it seems like it's, you know, far away, but it, it will come up, come, uh, come around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> What are your thoughts for after school? Will you want to continue pushing further in your triathlon event? Yeah, for sure. That is definitely my main goal. Um, I want to definitely go further, hopefully go up to the elite level. Um, yeah, as you mentioned, mm -hmm. I've been able to do a few international races, which has been really cool. And yeah, I definitely want to keep doing that. Awesome. So yeah, going back a little bit, you know, you said typically right now you're doing sprint triathlons. What what events are the the standard Olympics? Is that you know when you competed for uh, Team Australia and uh, the World Triathlon Grand Final? Are the is that a standard triathlon there? Um, so typically triathlon is broken into two age groups. So there's under 19s, oh, under 23s, and then you've got the elite level, I guess. So 
every race under 19 you do the um sprint distance and then so my world's race was sprint distance um but then when you go into the under 23 category which is what i'm in right now is when you start doing the standard distance but all the collegiate races in america are sprint distance okay awesome and uh i mean i i can see here your times which are already really impressive um when you when you placed ninth uh your freshman year in the national championship you did it correct me if i'm wrong it's uh an hour and six minutes and 48 seconds sounds about uh yeah sounds about right okay break that down into events for me so how long is it taking you to swim that half mile and then you know do the biking for 12 and a half and the run for three um so i'd say typically the swim is roughly just over 10 minutes the bike is probably just over half an hour and then the run is just under 20 minutes 19 minutes oh all right Patience. <laughs> oh very good very impressive uh, i mean i i've never I, the thing is i've never even swam half a mile you know <laughs> so like I look at that and I think, oh, you got to be in the water for that long. Uh, it's, it's quite, that's quite a lot. Uh, and, you know, obviously very tiring on, so is it, is it, uh, also, is it, you do your swim first or what, what, what's the order of the um, event? So yeah, it's always swim, bike, run. Okay. Swim, bike, run. Oh man. Is there, um, you know, when you're in your training, is there one thing that you just don't like to train or you just, you always dread? Um, I'd say I've had, I guess it's very mood dependent, but no, I'm, I'm always excited to go into training and do all of that. I guess why I love, as I said, the three sport in one. So I guess you're always changing it up. You're not doing the same sport consistently all the time. So yeah, I've always got something Mm -hmm. new to look forward to each day. Yeah. Awesome. No, that's a great mind. It's a great mindset. You guys are, uh, you know, I, I look at triathlon athletes or anything with super big endurance, and I, I think you guys are kind of special. Uh, <laughs> you. you guys have something, there's something different to you guys, and it is like, a you know, something up there that makes you guys different and being able to do these things. It's really fascinating Thank to me. You. So you, you went on, to, yeah, of course, you you went on to have a great freshman season. Uh, and then in your, your, just your most recent season, you you kind of upped it a little bit. You went from placing ninth to yep. eighth, um, and then, but you, you guys also finished runner-up again for the second straight year. Tell us a little bit about maybe what were what are your goals as an individual going into a season, and then, you know, also as a, a team uh, in general. Um. Yeah. So, since it's such a new sport, it's it's definitely growing really fast. They're recruiting a lot of good girls into new schools. Um, yeah, our biggest mm-hmm. competitor has always been Arizona State because they've had a, they've kind of had a team since day one, I guess. So we were really happy coming in just to get the second place. But I guess for a team, we're definitely looking to try and go that number one this year. But yeah, as I said, it's going to be hard. There's a lot of new girls coming in. Um, but for me individually, um, my primary goal, honestly, is just this year to make it onto the national team we've got 14 really strong girls um at our school like next year so seven of us can race at nationals so yeah it's going to be a big thing to just even get on that team um i guess and then once i'm doing that just doing the best i can at nationals from there yeah no that's awesome um i I also saw that you you, know, you clocked your season best of um, an hour, five minutes, uh, and 45 seconds. Is that your, what, what, what is your best time, you know, ever? Is that your best time um, ever or uh, was that just kind of for the honestly, season? Honestly, I would have no clue because typically in a triathlon, you don't really measure times because every course is different. You could be doing an open water swim mm. in a lake or in an ocean, which completely changes the time it could be super windy on the bike um so yeah there's so many factors that could change the time so i guess anywhere around an hour is typically what i'm aiming for yeah yeah i mean i didn't even i mean obviously i was looking at it yesterday when i was watching all the videos but uh 
yeah, you're sometimes you guys are swimming yep. in the ocean. Talk to me about, you know, what's, what's maybe some of the worst conditions that you've competed in and what kind of goes through your mind when you're doing um, that? So definitely ocean swimming is probably the hardest, especially when there's a lot of wind, you're mm-hmm. getting pummeled by the waves a bit, but definitely growing up um, near the beach and around that, I've been able to learn a few tips and tricks here and there about how to overcome those, I guess. And you have to learn how to breathe and dive under the waves properly, which definitely helps. Um, but the I'd probably say the harshest one is probably one race I did in Canberra maybe four or five years ago, which was part of our Australian series. And I think the wind was probably up maybe 55 Ks an hour. So probably the slowest wow. race all of us have ever done because the wind was crazy. Yeah, no, I bet that's super daunting <laughs> though. Yeah, amazing, amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, you mentioned about your breathing. Um, I'm kind of really more recently so than getting into breathing. Do you do a lot of breathing exercises? Um, definitely now. So yeah, so um, I'm actually currently seeing a breathing coach because that's always awesome. been one of my downfalls, I guess, my breathing. I think people fail to realize mm-hmm. um, how much of a big factor it is in, I guess, how well you do in the sport. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really good thing to focus on, um, knowing how to control your breath in situations like um, ocean water conditions and also just when you're trying to push yourself to stay in a pack or yeah, when the pace changes or anything, you need to be able to cope with that. So yeah, it's definitely a good thing to focus on. Awesome. What are, I mean, if you're able to kind of uh, talk about it, what are some of your breathing exercises um, that you do? I guess just simplest ones. It's kind of just lying on the floor and making sure, I mm-hmm. guess the biggest thing is to always breathe into your stomach, not into your chest to make sure that you're, I guess, getting the air in the most efficient way possible because um, typically what I do and is what you shouldn't do um, is breathing into your chest, which means you're not going to get the best oxygen flow, which will, I guess, make you more tired, your heart rate will go up, all of that kind of stuff. So, yeah, just making sure you're breathing down into your stomach and using your diaphragm properly. Yeah. Yeah. And is that something you kind of do uh, every day? Uh, I know for me, something that I've been trying to do with my breathing is kind of tap it into my mobility and my yeah, morning. Sure. So I wake up and I try to only breathe through my nose, long, deep breaths with my stretches. Is that um, is that something you are consistently having to keep up even if it's just 20 yeah, minutes Yeah, for sure. Day? So I have been putting aside, I'd say 10, 15 minutes a day where I just do that lying down, just put all your phone's distractions away and just focus on your breathing. And as you said, putting breathing through your nose, out your mouth kind of situation so that you have no distractions. And then I guess trying to incorporate that into exercise and all your, yeah, all of that definitely helps. Awesome. No, and um, no, I've, I've said it so many times, you, you look at the event and it's, you, you're pushing your body to the limit. Uh, besides training those events and, you know, pushing yourself to limit, are there any other, um, exercise, you know, any other things that you do that you maybe are pushing yourself mentally or physically, uh, maybe such as, uh, a cold bath or, you know, what are, what are some of those things that help you push yourself mentally other than your training? Um, I'd say, yeah, you just have to be mentally tough in general. Um, so I guess it's just the little two percenters that you always have to focus on like your recovery your diet all of that definitely keeps you motivated as well um i guess also just setting little goals for yourself to keep on top of those keep you motivated yeah awesome no i mean i i think uh i think i'm done picking (laughs) your brain with all my my personal questions so uh, I mean, I, I could go all day with you. I mean, it's, it's a really fascinating thing. You kind of inspire me to, you know, to tr- maybe try this one day myself, but I couldn't do it multiple times in a year. Yeah, There's no have way. To give it <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, moving into back into as a student athlete, you know, you, I think, um, these kind of sports are very, um, 
you know, they're different. They're different from, you know, a, a soccer mm-hmm. or a basketball or whatever you name it. Um, you know, what, what is your favorite thing, you know, about being a student athlete as a, you know, as a triathlon athlete? And, you know, I'm, I'm sure the environment was so much different, uh, you know, when you were in Australia to going to the, you know, going to the States, maybe not necessarily in the training, but just in the overall, what, what's your favorite thing about the whole U.S. Um, experience? Yeah, for sure. As I said before, like I've always wanted to be able to have my academics working as smoothly as my training is. So that was a big thing for me. But I think a major thing that I love about being a student athlete is just being surrounded by a lot of like-minded people that are kind of all working towards the same thing. Mm. And you've, yeah, you've got the same thing in mind. You're willing to motivate, like motivate each other in sport and in school as well. Yeah. Uh, Is there like, I mean, what's your favorite thing about attending university of South Dakota? Um, For one, obviously my team, we've got a very tight knit team, but I'd have to say the best thing is probably the convenience of everything. Like, our training facilities, dorms, classrooms, dining hall, and all of that are just within a short distance of like short walking distance of each other. So it makes life so much easier when you're having to constantly go between everything. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And, uh, you know, you, you mentioned that um, you, you made the decision quite late to go to the States, how did athletes agency, you know, what, what were your, ben- the main benefits for you uh, making that decision um, so late? So I'd say for one thing, I guess I didn't have quite a clue about any of the process of being recruited at all. So that was for one, a massive help. Um, two, I couldn't really look anything mm-hmm. up online. I'm the first Australian to ever be recruited into a triathlon team over there. So I didn't really have. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know. I didn't even know another 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 thing yeah, to exactly. add to your belt. So, Amazing. Um, yeah, I didn't really have anyone to follow off. So, um, yeah, it was a massive help being able. I was working with David Hodge, so he asked all the right questions. Mm-hmm. Um, um, helped me with SATs, getting my visa. Um, and yeah, I guess because right. there wasn't a lot of information about triathlon at that stage, especially within Australia, he was always there to answer my questions or find anything out for me that I needed. Yeah. Amazing. No, um, uh, Dave's great. And I don't know if you knew, but we also had Grace Convey on and she was one of the first Australians to compete or complete yeah, uh, beach volleyball in the NCAA. So Two two big things, uh, two big athletes, and amazing things that you guys have accomplished. Um, we're we're close to wrapping up. One one the last thing that I I personally need to know, uh, and that I would also like to share for the listeners. You mentioned about you know after college you you're gonna make strides to reach mm-hmm. the elite level uh, in the triathlon. What are those steps uh, from going from you know doing the sprint triathlon to having to go and compete at these um, Olympic so yeah, stages. Definitely the big difference is the distance change. So training does change a bit around that, yep. having to work a bit like with the longer distances and everything. But I guess finding a um, steady training crew that you can, I guess you have a focus that you want to work towards, um, having a good coach and then I guess getting good experience in smaller races even just to um, – I guess, work towards things that you're working on in training. Um, yeah. And then gradually just working mm-hmm. up from there. Nice. Awesome. Uh, well, I'm excited to see you go on and do those things. Um, yeah, I'm definitely, you know, after speaking with you, you're, you're going to be one that I'm definitely <laughs> going to be keeping tabs on. Um, amazing, amazing stuff. Really cool. Amazing athlete. Um, last few things for you. If you were to maybe give another, uh, you know, if there was an, uh, another Australian out there, maybe you've already had people ask you um, that are interested in this U.S. college pathway, what, what advice would um, you give that I'd person? say, for one, don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, as you said, I've, I mm-hmm. have had a few um, athletes contact me, and 
I think they've now recruited maybe two or three other Aussie girls, which is awesome. Um, I'd say really cool. also working with Aussie Athletes Agency was a massive help for me. Um, I didn't know anything about college or the process of getting in there. So that was a massive help. And I guess another big thing is um, to be open-minded about the options that there are, but also to, I guess, know what you want to gain from the university. Yeah, um, it's, it's a massive, uh, it's a very common theme that we've discussed on the podcast yeah. is having an open mind in these opportunities. Um, especially, you know, coming from across the world, you don't necessarily know everything when you're going into the situation. You, you know, we prepare you uh, as much as we can and we give you all the information that we know and we kind of look into the environment of the school as well. But, you know, you can be told everything and then there, it's something different to actually step on the campus and go do those things. And having an open mind is super important to you know, oh, quickly yeah. settle in. Um, so hats off to you for being able to do that and going on and uh, achieving great things. Um, last thing here, Sammy, and then I'll let you go, um, is it's something we call, it's the America Starter Pack. What would be your four essentials to bring to um, University of South I'd Dakota? I'd say four things. Obviously, your visa, your passport, um, they're things you definitely need. Um, <laughs> Pack for the right weather. That was one thing I did not do. I was not prepared for any aspect for that. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, I'd say bringing a little something from home, even if it's just a small family photo or a little bit of memorabilia, because, you know, obviously you're moving away from home. It's a long way away. So just having that nice little thing to remind you of home is a big thing. Um, and yeah, I'd say the biggest thing, like I, mentioned before is having an open mind the first semester is a massive adjustment you're meeting new people you're in a different area so i guess yeah just being open-minded to all the opportunities it can bring for you awesome yeah four great things uh there sammy and uh i think that wraps it up um i'm sure we'll be speaking in the future um and I really look forward to yeah, seeing what you go on to do in your next two seasons and further. Um, I want to thank yeah, you for your, your time today. Um, we took up we we took up almost an hour here, and um, I, I you know I, I've definitely got pretty much all my questions answered. Um, and I'm probably going to have more as soon <laughs> yeah, as we hang up here. Me. So, um, <laughs> absolutely, yeah, and uh, we'll stay in touch. Okay. You too. Bye. Awesome. Have a good one. Amazing conversation with Sammy. She gave great insight, and it was really interesting to hear about her day-to-day -day life as a triathlete at the University of South Dakota. It sounds like she's fit in perfectly, and she's having a great time, and we know she's going to go on to do great things in the future. Um, I was you know, really thankful to hear you know, the kind of mindset you have to have to be a triathlete, the day-to-day -day training, the nutrition. Um, it's such a grueling event, and I can only uh, admire you know athletes who go on to do this. Um, so first off, I want to thank Sammy for coming on and taking the time out of her day to speak with me. I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in and continuing to tune in. And um, secondly, please go and share the podcast, like the podcast, go follow our social media, share the word, spread it. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Aussie Athletes Agency or Kiwi Athletes Agency. And then also go follow the podcast on Spotify, the uh, Athletes Agency International Podcast. Once again, thank you for tuning in and until next week. Bye.